Are you snuggled up in bed ready to listen? Then we'll begin. This is The Mockery, the Forest Gate podcast. This is episode 7, not Disco Heaven. No bad poetry heard here. Keeping an ear open on Forest Gate. This is The Mockery and News. Here are the headlines. Kiddie Art Class Wars. Will it be pencils that drawn? Now things are not so grey. Are there only despicable people left? Is Mr Cambria under pressure? Is he no longer after 21 years a fave? And finally, Bowie at the Avenue. Are changes coming? The Mockery and News. What have you heard? Well, hello all, and a very happy new year to you. Um, I'm not quite sure how long I can get away with saying that, but um, it is our first episode of 2017, so I think I'd get away with it. Um, I hope you had a very lovely festive period. Um, Judging by all the uh, Christmas tree carcasses littering the streets, I think everyone did. Um, And now we can enjoy the the mist of January. But um, anyway, I've just got back from a run around the Wants of Flats. Um, My 17th fastest 6K, which... um, which, well, there's nothing to celebrate there at all. I still haven't worked off those uh, toffee pennies and uh, pigs in blankets. Anyway, I digress, because this month we sent Dan and Mick to go and watch a game of football at the Clapton Football Club ground on Upton Lane, uh, mainly because I really don't like football and have only recently understood the offside rule. Um, and Gary, well, he became morbidly obese over Christmas uh, from the turkey trimmings, and he's still stuck on his lazy boy recliner. But... um. I'll tell you what, it's not what it seems down at the old spotted dog ground. We've come to Clapton FC today to watch our first ever game, but we didn't want to cross the picket line that we found outside the gate and... Uh, we're here with Matthew, who is going to ex- tell us what's going on today at the Spotted Dog ground. So, yeah, we're not inside, and it, it's really horrible, because we, we're missing the football. It's our third game that we've not been doing this now, but we're, we're doing it basically because we didn't really feel like we had much more choice, because our communications with the club have... They took a turn for the worse, let's just say, um, a few weeks ago when we turned up and we found out that prices had been... Uh, Put up also like you know very invasive security there the kind of security you would expect to find at Premier League football matches where prior to this there was none at all and you you wouldn't find this at a single other ground even this level or three above it like in the whole country it's 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 uh, I mean it's perverse to be honest it's a slightly bizarre slightly surreal situation um, we do have a you know it's it's our, the relationships between us and the club's ownership is uh, are pretty bad at the moment. But we're trying, you know, we, we we do have the same, you know, goals of making the team do well. But I don't think there's, uh, I think there's very different sort of ideas about how that would, how that happens. Because uh, if you look in there right now, uh, for the third home game running, you've got double figures crowds. So like we we estimate that there's 17 people in there at the moment, which by my maths is, and this is generous, is less than five percent of our average. We provide the atmosphere. This team has got better in the time that this, this, the supporters group have like started coming down, to, and now we're being asked to pay an extra pound. And we're like, we we we, we want to find out where that's going to go, but we just don't feel that he's going to answer our questions straightforward. When you mentioned about the ground, 
Um, there's currently a move led by some supporters, old and new, of the club to have this ground like recognised as an asset of community value. Um, as a measure, like Leighton FC, like they don't exist anymore, but their ground has just been a has just been recognised as such by Waltham Forest. So we don't think it's a long a long stretch for Newham to do the same for this ground. It's a. I'm sorry, that's wrong. That linesman's that's a very bad call. He's giving it against the wrong man. Glad he missed. Um, yeah, so we're trying to sort of have the ground recognised an asset community value at the moment, which would be really important um, for the history and but also the future of the club. Okay, we'll wonder back. Thank you very much, nice Matt. One. I'm going to count it again. I think it's gone up a little bit. Yeah, 24. <laughs> So is there another stand or is that, that, that... The stand, this is it. You can't see. Come round here. It's 1-0. Right? Yeah. You get the goal. Yeah. To show these guys a gap. Right. So they can Sorry. see. Sorry. See the little stand on the right? Oh, yeah. See there's no one in it? Yes. That's ours. Okay. We call ourselves the Scaffold Brigada. After that, that's the Scaffold. <laughs> there ain't none. Because we ain't there. My name's Suzanne, and so this is my first time ever to um, to Clapton FC. Brought down here today by one of my friends, who was inspired actually by one of her colleagues, because he's a Clapton FC fan. But he didn't tell her what what the crack was, what was happening actually with 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 the club at the moment. But we found it out for ourselves, and it's been such a really good afternoon of just meeting fantastic people you know the atmosphere has been lively and you know I mean it was great for me actually to go around the corner and see the ground and things like that there but I'm not sad I didn't go into the ground because I'm glad I enjoyed the, the, the supporters out here and had the you know just the um, camaraderie of what the club's really about and I'm actually going to look forward to seeing an away game soon when I can actually see the, the ultra guys <laughs> having you know I mean being the supporters that they are my name is Miles and I have been coming for about four years and the great thing about it is is it's cheap, is it's informal, it, you're not heavily stewarded like you are at big football games, you can have a laugh, you can sing songs with your friends and there's a great commitment to the community, um, we've had collections today for a couple of local charities and there's a bit of politics going on as well, some anti-racist and anti-homophobia politics, which um, all of which I think are great. We love you, we love you, we love you, and that is why we follow, we follow, we follow. Hello, my name's William from Wilkinson Estate Agents, and you're listening to The Mockery. Everywhere you go, everywhere you go, everywhere you go. Oh, hello there. Sorry, I didn't realise we were back on. Um, Right, um, well... Not only does the spotted dog need saving, it seems, but also the prices for the football it hosts. So um, let's hope um, the fans get what they want, um, which indeed is cheaper tickets, um, or indeed not the increase. In fact, I actually did the same um, the other day um, when I was at Liverpool Street Station. I I found out they had increased the monthly travel cards. um, So I stood outside the barriers, um, which didn't really work in my favour because I did actually have to get home um, and was asked to step out the way by security um, so I just went back and, and topped up my, my Oyster card um, and then realised I wasted my time because uh, contactless is still cheaper well it's the atomic number of oxygen it's the luckiest number in China and it's a charming emporium and forest gate that's right it's number 8 
Well, let's talk some more shop and return to the world of fairy gardens and trinkets and have a chat with Andrea Mercer. Hello, Andrea. Hello, my name is Andrea Mercer. Um, I've lived in Forest Gate for probably about four years. We started off initially in the Woodgrange Market. I was doing um, a market over in Hitchin. Ammon, who was selling olives on the market, recommended a market to us. And we came along, and he said it's very small, which it was at the time. And I fell in love with the place. The minute I got here, I just knew that I wanted to stay here. I knew that this is where I wanted to be. And it's really turned out to be a complete life-changing place for me in, in many ways. Number eight, obviously, there's, there's so many things that happen in number eight. It's, I find it a magical place because people come in. It could be somebody who's lost, who lives in the area, and is, it doesn't even know we exist, and they suddenly come in and are like, wow, you know, what an interesting place. And then you get talking to people. I like the fact that we've got a fairy garden outside, and the children really look after it and they come past. Some some damage it. Um, we had a, um, a situation where we were losing some of the fairies and um, they were being beheaded and we were getting quite upset by it because we thought it was some small child was damaging the fairies and uh, the kids were coming along saying, oh, this fairy's lost its head. So we didn't quite know. We were trying to watch to see what child was actually removing the head. And then one day, Jeff happened to be looking out and saw a pigeon lifting them up and then dropping them. And it was the pigeon that was actually <laughs> removing their fairies' heads. So that was quite funny. We've had a few famous people in the store. When we hadn't been open that long, we had two, two people who were formerly in EastEnders, which was very surreal seeing them walking around the store because I thought of them as the characters. We have some amazing local police who keep us feeling safe and... We feel like we know that we are, are being looked after. There's a lot of, you see a lot of surreal things going on outside, but we know that things are being looked after, so you, you do feel safe around here. Obviously, I love going to Coffee 7. It's just familiar faces and feeling like you're part of a family, a big family, and uh, I love that. And also, I also like Barry's Meat Market because it reminds me of a place that I used to go when I was a child and how things used to be when you go into, which is what we try to create at Number 8 as well, is that, that feeling of how it used to be, that service, and that you know the person that's behind, behind the counter and you can ask them things. And Barry's is very similar, and you see a whole line of people, all different nationalities, all wanting different things, but all treated with respect and a friendly face and a smile. Well, thank you, Andy. And we must ask you all to remain vigilant against the fairy-killing pigeon. Its description is largely grey with a white neck patch and white wing patches. Although shy in the countryside, it is tame and approachable in towns and cities and does make a rather ominous cooing sound when approached. For your own elf and safety, we must ask you not to approach it and call Crime Stoppers, the RSPB or indeed Crime Watch. Right, well, I think I'll wing to that joke. Um, and I think it's now time for a little bit more from Lloyd with the history of the area. The more I've looked into local history, the more 
I found that the central story that interests me the best is the idea of people starting in Forest Gate and conquering the universe. And that's my favourite story. And there have been a large number of such people. But I want to mention one in particular because he was such a modest man that uh, nobody knows much of his achievements. And that's the amazing Dr. John Fothergill. And I call him amazing uh, because he insisted in a lot of his enterprises, his philanthropic works, on being anonymous. Uh, but he was somebody whose garden, currently the ornamental garden in West Ham Park, not only rivalled the gardens at Kew, but in accordance with Sir Joseph Banks' opinion, uh, who was the, I think, the president of the Royal Society, was the best and fullest stocked garden in the entirety of Europe. And that's in Forest Gate. Dr. Fothergill was a Quaker and a physician who, by dint of uh, suggesting warmth and good food, turned the tide against diphtheria, which at the time uh, was carrying off a large section of the population, including the children of the aristocracy. So when they heard that there was a doctor who could save their youngsters, they paid him any amount of money to go and do so. He advised that uh, the treatment, which had, up until the time was cold showers and leeches and all sorts of remedies containing ingredients entirely unhealthy for a child, uh, he advised that that treatment be stopped and sensible eating uh, with uh, healthy food, warmth, uh, be substituted, and it worked. He used his money to buy what is now West Ham Park, and his connections with Quakers worldwide, including in America, to import 6,000 different plants, all for medicinal purposes. But one of his achievements was to be the first person to import tea bushes into this country which he planted and he was the first person to have a flowering tea bush in the United Kingdom. exported some of those bushes to America and in a, a worldwide way, that's the story of Forest Gate, things come from one place, uh, they come to Forest Gate and then they go to the rest of the world. Now that was in the, the 1680s. So it was 230 years ago, and one of its most famous uh, occupiers. My name's Tom Ellis. I'm a local artist in Forest Gate, and you are listening to The Mockery. It's Forest Gates, a roundup of what's on in and around Forest Gate. E7 Woolcraft are looking for witty little knitters to join them every Thursday during term time at St Mark's Church on Lawn Road at 10 to 11.30. Just turn up. 
the Eastside Jazz Club at the Ex-Servicemen's Club, 2 Harvey Road, Leytonstone, are presenting the following events. On the 24th of January, Christian Garrick plays his hot club violin, while composer Phil Robson twangs his guitar on the 31st of January. And on the 14th of February, Emmy and British Academy Award-winning composer John Altman's big band is in concert. Email eastsidejazzclub at gmail.com for further details. On the 7th of February at 7pm, Swing Train arrives in Durning Hall. Dancing shoes on. Newcomers welcome. On the 28th of February at 7.30, the Newham Bookshop presents the cult author discussing his new book, The Fatal Dream, in an evening with Jay Carnot at Wanstead Town, 352 Winchelsea Road. Tickets are £5 from wanstedtap.com. If you've got an event happening locally, let us know. My name is Rory Butler and you're listening to The Mockery. Well, we're going to look a bit now about fitness and well-being. And if running is not your thing or gym membership, or if you're thinking, how the hell am I going to try and keep up a New Year's resolution that goes into at least February or March, then yoga might be your thing. And there is a whole world of fitness under the railway arches near the Cranberry Road. Cranberry Road? Cranmer Road, sorry. There is no Cranberry Road in Forest Gate. Um, Cranmer Road. Um, And, uh, well... We're going to speak now to Anna and Rachel from the Space East. So I'm Anna Byworth and I live down the bottom, right down the end of Seabit. I'm Rachel Stevenson. I'm the other half of Anna Byworth at the Space East. Uh, I live on Tilney Road. We are based in the Railway Arches, which run between Cramner Road and Avenue Road. Um, so the easiest way to get to us is down Cramner Road. If you come off Seabit Road and you see the railway bridge, there's a turning on the left. It looks like a little alleyway. Um, and then you'll see there's this whole world of yoga, Pilates, Boxing next door with Mickey from um, M-Box and then Shelley from the Avenue. Space East. It was quite different for both of us, actually, wasn't yeah. it? We came from different places. Yeah, completely. It all started when I dropped off a flyer. Um, I moved into the area and was flyering my classes and dropped a flyer into Anna's door. Um, and then Anna contacted me. Um, and it kind of went from there, didn't mm-hmm. it, really? I think we both wanted to bring um, fitness and well-being locally. Uh, personally, I was travelling all the way around London, West London, North London, teaching classes, Pilates, and I just thought there was nothing here and didn't really understand why, because there were so many people that wanted it and needed it. So for me, I, I would I just like to, um, to bring classes locally. Um, I think for me, because I was working specifically with people with a learning disability and on the autistic spectrum and people with PMLD in in wheelchairs and there was just nowhere accessible but clean and nice. So we were always stuck into some fusty corner and it was all a bit smelly and dodgy and then one day the heating worked and one day it didn't. It would be really nice to have a space that was clean and tidy and fresh and everything's where you need it. You don't have to lug everything around. And it's specifically for that, so you've got a nice energy in the room as well. We have Pilates and yoga. Um, We do gentle and conditioning, Mm. strong classes, more calmer classes. I chuck in some maybe music and movement or some we sensory. We kind of um, cater for everyone throughout the day as well. So you'd have your morning classes where you'd have um, 
really early morning, so you've got the people before work. You've got sort of late morning mums after school drop off. We do those sorts of classes. Um, we do lunchtime classes. We do it's lunch times and daytimes are a mixture of mums at home, um, over fifties. Um, then we get to sort of six o'clock and we start running classes again. So we'd have six thirty classes. People who maybe work quite close to Forest Gate or sort of East London. Then we do class at 7.30, so people who are in the city maybe coming home. And we do weekends, so we're pretty much... And yeah. we've got, we've had a few, we seem to be having a few young couples coming into the area, popping out babies and yeah. all that. So we've had a few, um, we've been able to introduce, which we didn't think we'd go down that road so much, did we? But yeah. it just seems that there's all these lovely young people with their having young babies, babies and... Not that I'm old, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but yeah, all these young people having babies and, and so it's nice to meet their needs too. That was, that was a surprise. That was something we didn't think that we so would So we've started to do a lot more pre- and postnatal classes as well. Babies and dogs, Forest Gate. We should do dogs. We should do doga, but apparently they pee them. <laughs> they pee on the mats. Yeah. So, and some Maybe people not. have allergies, so we can't, we can't do our dog okay, yoga. <laughs> I love, I've, I love Forest Gate. I've always loved Forest Gate. And I don't want to be too controversial, but personally, I really love the way Forest Gate's going. I loved it before. I thought it was fabulous. Um, but I like the fact that there seems to be more opportunity now um, for, for, for people. Um, certainly for us, we couldn't have done this before. Um, I love mostly the fact of whoever you are and whatever you are, you will fit in here if you want to. And that's, uh, uh, I love the community. It's very open, it's very friendly. Not that I've lived many other places, but I really love the community here. Um, and my hopes for the spaces. I'd like to continue bringing in um, quality yoga. I'd like, I'd, 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 I'm obviously the yoga side. I'd like to see a little bit more meditation, just just to meet more needs of everybody, to to feel like we've catered for everybody, and so it's nice to hear people when they've got when they've got questions or things that they might like to bring into the studio. Just bringing the community together a little bit more. To to we've got so much talent out there, so just to sort of be a, be a little haven for people to escape to and and recharge their batteries and then get back out there and make Forest Gate smile. Yeah, and in terms of the Space East, probably the same as, as Anna, really. I think just kind of keep building it, keep growing it, keep including as many people as you can. Um, in, in terms of the Pilates side, it would be nice to put more Pilates classes on if there's any other teachers out there. <laughs> Contact me. <laughs> yeah, and just really make it a space for people to enjoy and a, a place to hang out and to have fun. So we have a new offer for 2017. It's for new clients. We're offering £30 for 30 days, so you can come to the Space East and do as many classes as you want within 30 days for £30. So come and get fit. This is Brenda, and you're listening to The Mockery. Well, thank you, Anna and Rachel. So if yoga is your thing or you want to give it a try, then head down to Space East. Certainly when I do yoga, it's rather like watching the Tin Man from Wizard of Oz doing some salutations. Not a pretty sight, but that's probably the uh, yoga pants. 
Well, we've had a few call-ins regarding the fairy killing pigeon. Uh, Uzma from Plasto uh, said she spotted a pigeon fleeing the Osborne Road area, whilst Tim from Forestgate is concerned it may be heading to Trafalgar Square to seek a new identity. So do please uh, carry on um, letting us know if you have sighted the pigeon. Hi, everybody. My name is Claudia. I'm the manager of the Golden Fleece, and you're listening to the monarchy. Yes, you are. Oh, no, I mixed that up. <laughs> Well, that's all we have time for this episode, which leads me to thank our contributors, Matthew and the Clapton FC supporters, Andy from number eight, Lloyd, and of course, Laura and Rachel from Space East. Interviews were conducted by Dan Highland, Mick Clark, Gary Reed, and myself, Tom Gratian. Internet and technical stuff by Dan Highland. Links and funny stuff by myself, Tom Gratian. Editing, planning, and production by Gary Reed. This is The Mockery, the Forest Gate podcast. And some people hoped that it wouldn't last. What do you want? What do you like? What do you want to tell us about? Tell us what you think about Forest Gate by writing or sending a short audio file to the Forest Gate Podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at The Mockery. Opening and closing music was Set the Fire by Swimming Tapes. For details of other music and sound effects used, please visit themockery.com for links. Thanks to Chock Chock Creative Limited and Coffee 7. The views expressed on this podcast are solely those of the contributors providing them and do not represent the makers of the Mockery podcast. This was a 2017 GMTD production for the Forest Gate podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it, and if not tough, we're doing another one soon, as we're not clocking off just yet. Nom 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 n